0: CHAPTER THIRTY-ONE OF CYNTHIA WAKEHAM'S MONEY BY ANNA CATHERINE GREEN. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. AN EVENTFUL QUARTER OF AN HOUR When Edgar closed the front door of the Cavanaugh mansion behind him and Emma, the noise he made was slight, and yet it was heard by ears that were listening for it in the remote recesses of the kitchen. The gentlemen are gone, decided Doris without any hesitation. They could not move Miss Hermione from her resolve, and I did not think they could. Nothing can move her but fire, and fire there shall be, and that to-night." Stealing toward the front of the house, she listened. All was quiet. She instantly concluded that the young ladies were in the parlor, and she glided back to a certain closet under the stairs, into which she peered, with a satisfied air. "'Plenty of stuff there,' she commented, and shivered slightly as she thought of putting a candle to the combustible pile before her. Shutting the door, she crept to another spot, where lay a huge pile of shavings, and again she nodded with satisfaction at the sight. Finally she went into the shed, and when she came back she walked like one who sees the way clear to her purposes. "'I promised Mr. Huckins I would not start the blaze till after midnight,' said she, almost audibly, as she passed again towards the front. He was so afraid if the fire got started early that the neighbors would put it out before any harm was done. But I haven't the nerve to do such a thing with the young ladies upstairs. They might not get down safely or i might not have the power to wake them no i will fire it now while they are in the parlor and trust to its going like tinder as it will won't the young gentlemen thank me and won't the young ladies do the same when they get over the shock of being suddenly thrown upon the world chuckling softly to herself she looked upstairs and finally ran quietly up with a woman's thoughtfulness, she remembered certain articles, which she felt were precious to the young ladies. To gather these together would be the work of a moment, and it would ease her conscience. Going first to Hermione's room, she threw such objects as she considered valuable into a sheet and tied them up. Then she tossed the bundle thus made out of one of the side windows. Running to Emma's room, she repeated her operations and letting her own things go, she hastened downstairs and went again into the kitchen. When she reissued, it was with a lighted candle in her hand. Meantime, from the poplar walk, two eyes were gazing with restless eagerness upon the house. They belonged to Huckins, who, unknown to Etheridge, unknown to Doris, even, had returned to Marston for the purpose of watching the development of his deadly game he had stolen into the garden and was surveying the place not so much from any expectation of fire at this hour as because his whole interest was centred in the house and he could not keep his eyes from it but suddenly as he looks he detects something amiss and starting forward with many muttered exclamations he draws nearer and nearer to the house which he presently enters by means of a key he draws from his pocket. As he does so, a faint smell of smoke comes to his nostrils, causing him to mutter, "'She is three hours too soon. What does she mean by it?' The door by which he had entered was at the end of a side-hall. He found the house dark, but he was so accustomed to it by this time that he felt no hesitancy as to his steps. He went at first to the sitting-room and looked in. There was no one there. Then he proceeded to the parlour, which was also empty. Good, thought he, they are upstairs. And he slid with his quiet step to the staircase, up which he went like the ghost or spectre which he had perhaps simulated the night before. There was a door at the top of the first landing, and he had some thoughts of simply locking this and escaping. But, he said to himself, it would be much more satisfactory to first make sure that the two girls were really above, before he locked them in. So he crept up farther, and finally came to Hermione's room. The door was shut, but from the light, which shone through the keyhole, a light which Doris had left there in her haste and trepidation, he judged Hermione to be within so he softly turned the key that was in the lock and glided away to Emma's apartment. This was also closed, but there was a light there also, from the same cause, so there being no key visible, he drew a heavy piece of furniture across the doorway and fled back to the stairs. As he reached them, a blinding gust of smoke swept up through the crevices beneath his feet, but he thought he saw his way clearly and rushed for the landing, but just as he reached it, the door, the door he had intended to close behind him, shut sharply in his face, and he found himself imprisoned. With a shriek he dashed against it, but it was locked, and just as he staggered upright again from his violent efforts to batter it down, a red-hot flame shot up through a gap in the staircase and played about his feet. He yelled, and dashed up the stairs if he were to suffer for his own crime he would at least have companions in his agony calling upon emma and hermione he rushed to the piece of furniture with which he had barred the former's apartment and frantically drew it aside the door remained shut there was no agonized one within to force it open the moment the pressure against it was relieved stupefied he staggered away and ran up the twisted staircase to hermione's room perhaps they were here perhaps they were both here but all was silent within and when he had entered and searched the space before him even beneath and behind the curtains of the bed for its expected occupant and found no one there he uttered such a cry as that house had never listened to not even when it echoed to its master's final yell of rage and despair Doris, meanwhile, was suffering her own punishment below. When she had lighted the three several piles she had prepared, she fled into the front of the house to spread the alarm and ensure the safety of her young mistresses. Passing the staircase, she had one quick thought of the likelihood there might be of Hermione or Emma dashing up those stairs in an endeavor to save some of their effects. So she quietly locked the door above, in order to prevent them. But when she had done this, she heard a shriek, and, startled, she was about to unlock it again when a vivid flame shot up between her and the door, making any such attempt impossible. Aghast with terror, feeling that by some error of calculation she had shut her young ladies upstairs after all, she went shrieking their names through the lower rooms and halls, now filling with smoke, and lured with shooting jets of flame. As no response came, and she could find no one in any of the rooms, her terror grew to frenzy, and she would have dashed upstairs at the risk of her life. But it was too late, the stairs had already fallen, and the place was one volcano of seething flame. End of Chapter Thirty-One